Hey guys, this is Ed, Paul, and Anna of Current Brand Media, and we are here to tell you a little bit more about our sponsor. Sportsball is a great subscription service geared towards minor league baseball fans. Each box features a different minor league team. You get a box every three months with minor league baseball gear, including different styles of hats like Ed's favorite, the dad hat. The cost is less than $12 a month. Proceeds from each box goes to More Than Baseball, the only nonprofit dedicated to the well-being of minor league baseball players. We all know that Parents' Days are coming up this summer. So if you've got a mom or a dad or a grandma or a grandpa who are particularly difficult to buy for, but you know they're baseball fans, this is the answer, guys. Meet your new favorite team at sportsballbox.com. Is there anybody there? <laughs> What's up, Dadhead crew? Ed here. And on this episode, I sat down with Connor Harris. He is a starting pitcher for the George Washington University. Last year, he pitched for the eventual champions, the Greenville Flyboys. We talked about how he approaches the game, how he likes to just have fun and really listen to his catchers. He is one of those kids that you know that right from the get-go, you are going to have fun talking to him. So without further ado, I'll give you the episode. All right. Well, I want to welcome you guys to yet another episode of the Dad Hat Chronicles with me today. I'm very excited. I have yet another player who actually played in the Appalachian League. Uh, Connor Harris, how are you doing, my man? Good. Pleasure to be with you. Ah, Thank you. Uh, thank you for coming on. I really am uh, very thankful for that. I appreciate that. Um, you, like I just said, you played in the Appalachian League. You played for the Flyboys. Uh, congratulations on the championship on that. That was pretty cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I'll start with my simple question and then we'll go from there. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. All right. Growing up, how'd you become a fan of baseball? Oh, so I started playing baseball as soon as, um, as soon as I was able to walk. <laughs> um, I mean, right out, right out of the womb, I had a, uh, full Yankee Jersey, full Yankee thing. And, uh, my dad always wanted me to be a pitcher. Um, okay. so it was funny whenever we'd have like physicals, cause he's, he's probably about six, three, my mom's like five nine, so like they were, they knew they were trying to breed an athlete. And <laughs> we'd have physicals, and the doctor would be like, "Yeah, like Connor, you're gonna, um, you're on pace to be about like six two, six three. And uh, my dad would be like, "No way, no way, he's gonna be pushing six five, six six. And um, yeah, so I grew up and just kind of loved the sport. My would always watch the Yankees with my grandpa. Um, me and my dad really got really close through that. And um, yeah, just love the sport throughout. All right. So, what's the official height then? Six eight. Six eight. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Six eight. All right. Official yeah, so height. The doctors were wrong. My dad was right. <laughs> they, hey, listen to pops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's cool. Man. My, mom, my mom would always be like, yeah, like, Stephen, like, stop. Like, like you know, make sure you love him. He knows that we love him regardless. But I'd be like, if he's not six five, get out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't need you right here. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so you've always wanted to be a pitcher. That's all what you've always wanted to do. Pitching was your thing. Right. Yeah. Always, always a pitcher. And it, it kind of, I mean, when we started throwing in like the kid pitch or whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, I would always, I'd be starting like bullpens when kids would barely be like able to like kind of toss it around. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, it was partly because I was so big and I was, wasn't blessed with as much speed. So, <laughs> so I played basketball throughout, actually played basketball throughout high school even in prep school. Um, 
but I mean, I never really had the speed to like make it the highest level. And me and my dad like would like talk and he said, uh, what is a sport that I could play where I could play it like at the highest level. Mm -hmm. And obviously my love of baseball. So specifically pitching was, was what, um, what could take me there. Okay. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's taking you to a good, you know, college you're playing in the Appalachian league, you're getting your name out there. So that's a good thing, right? It's, it's working out some, you know, so that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so, you know, you're, you're in high school, you said you play basketball as well. Uh, do you think that really helped you out become the, the athlete that you are right now playing two sports, uh, instead of just really concentrating on just one? Oh yeah, no, no doubt. Um, I just think like the lessons that you learn in each sport, not like applied, not only like later on, like with the situations on the field, but like mm-hmm. even off the field. Um, I mean, I just remember basketball, like me being, um, I would always, I was the slowest one. So I would always have to work like three times as hard on the court. And like, I remember our coach would always be like, all right, like we're going to run these sprints. We have to get it under 50 seconds. And I was like, I'm the slowest one. I'll get another 50 seconds only applies to me. Everyone else <laughs> is like dogging it. I'm like, <laughs> like I just need to get there. I'm like huffing and puffing, but, um, yeah, no, I mean, it really helped me getting, uh, getting better shape that way. And just playing in like environments in high school where I mean people are like screaming at you, like kind of like learn to have a uh, can't have rabbit ears, can't be listening to things. Mm-hmm. I mean, last week we were playing at uh, University of South Carolina, and I mean the fans were kind of going nuts and like on some of our players, and like they were like didn't know how to handle it. And like, I was like, I mean, it's, that's that's part of the sport. I mean, yeah. gotta... Unfortunately, it's getting a little too crazy with a lot of fans nowadays, right? They're getting a yeah. little too violent and too crazy. Um, which I can understand not, not a lot of, you know, players not being able to handle it. I get it. That's it's You never want to hear them, Jerry, you know, it's just not fun. So yeah. I, I can understand that, but you grew a thick skin. I mean, basketball, they're literally right there on you, you know, right. you're, you know, so that's, you know, that that's a good thing that you've developed that. Um, is it the level of competition and then your, your mentality, was it different when you were playing basketball compared to baseball? Or was it always same, the same mentality? Well, so the thing that's different about it is basketball is way more, I mean, like you, like your actions affect like everyone else is around you mm-hmm. for any given play. So, I mean, if you're like, if I'm like trying to lock one guy specifically down, like, and someone else comes through the lane, like I have to step up for him. Yep. So like, you're always kind of like having your teammates back in that aspect. Whereas in terms of baseball, it's just like you're on the mound and it's just you versus him, like who's going to who's going to win. Right. And that's what I kind of made me fall in love with baseball is with just sitting on the mound like no one else in the world. Like, yes, you have like your teammates behind you and you trust them all like to be able to make the plays. But it's just like you versus him. Who's going to win? Right. No, absolutely. Is listen, I'm going to throw my best stuff and you're going to try to hit it. And whoever wins, wins. And then, you know, you tip your cap and off you go to the next one. Exactly. Uh, um, how is it like, you know, a lot of, I hear a lot of players say it's like, you just got to have that mentality. I was like, okay, that game's gone. Got to forget all about it. Moving on to the next one, because, you know, you play, you guys play a lot, you know, throughout mm-hmm. the year. Are you I mean, able? I think, go ahead. 
Yeah, I was going to just say, like, I think that's one of the biggest lessons to learn with playing any sport in general, specifically pitching. Yeah. That the best best players in the world are going to – I mean, Mariano Rivera blew saves. Um, Jacob DeGrom loses games all the time. Like, it's, it's, how, it's how it works. It's a game of failure. And I think that's the biggest lessons I've learned in terms of applying it off the field. It's just, yeah. like, everything's not going to go your way. And it happens to everybody too. And it's mm-hmm. just in terms of how you respond, that's going to make you make or break what, what's going to happen. Cause yeah. the people that kind of sit there and wait back and kind of like feel sorry for themselves. Like that's when everyone else is kind of getting that jump ahead. I, I like that. You said, you know, it's a game of failure. You're right. I mean, even Mariano Rivera, who was, you know, unanimous, you know, going into the hall of fame, also fail blue saves, you know, so you're right. Absolutely. You got to forget it and on to the next one. Um, so I, I completely understand that. Um, uh, are you a starter or are you bullpen? What's your, your specialty? So I'm a starter. Um, okay. Always, always been a starter um, all throughout high school. Um, then coming in now, uh, freshman year, I came in and, I actually didn't pitch my first uh, two weekends. Okay. So my dad always been like a big supporter of me like, coming to games. And um, so I wasn't pitching. It was kind of giving me some like crap for that. He's like, oh, yeah. what happened? Like you low on the depth chart. <laughs> and so he took a bus actually from Connecticut to DC just because it was like whatever. And he was driving back on Sunday. And my coach at the time knew the relationship that I had with my dad. Uh-huh. So he he calls me the next morning and was like, "Hey, Connor, um, did your dad leave to uh, go home yet?" I'm like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Well, tell him to turn around because you're starting tomorrow." What? I was, I was literally in the hallway of like going to my class. I was like, I my drop my phone, like jaw drop, like everything. I'm like, and then ever since that day, I've uh, I've been I've been a starter. So that's cool. awesome, dude. And, yeah. and your dad got to watch you pitch? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he turned right around. He wasn't missing it. <laughs> he got the next <laughs> <month> back. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's a cool story, right? I mean, and then something that we've, I've been talking to other players is the, the level of support that you get from family and friends is such an important part of your development as an athlete because without that, you know, who knows where you might have been. Right. Exactly. I mean, the biggest lesson too with that is just like not let anything steal your joy. I mean, that's what, that's what my, one of my uh, head coaches at GW coach Richie always says that. And I mean, it's true. He's like, regardless of if you went four for four, over four, if you got a good outing, bad outing, he's like, you are so blessed to be able to play this game at this level for as long as I have. And so I really take that into account and because what, who am I to sit here and complain about not pitching well, like not starting like that when there's people that would like give up everything to be in the position I am. So it's so true. Uh, It's so absolutely true because a lot of people don't have the opportunity. And at the end of the, at the end of the day, let's, let's be honest, it's a kid's game. We're playing a kid's game, you know, uh, which is again, a lot of fun. You know, and then you you have a blessing that, you know, God, you know, threw a thunder and, it, you know, put that on your arm and then you're a pitcher now. Right. So, I mean, yeah. it's that's how that goes. So. Um, so let's talk about your high school. Um, how, how was how was that experience for you? Right. You're a two sport athlete. 
um, you're, you're enduring the, the baseball season. How did you approach the working out, you know, um, could, you know, compared to college, right. You know, working out, you know, your, your dieting and all that, how was that different than what you're doing now? Well, I mean, big difference is high school. You have to do a lot of those things on your own. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's no one telling you that you have to lift like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Like you have to be here at this specific time. Like Correct. you have to make sure you get all that stuff done on your own. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, a lot of it is really been very similar. I mean, especially, I mean, I like to think from uh, my perspective that I'm, I want to push myself harder than anyone else can push me. Okay. So like if someone's making me lift three to four times a week, I want to lift other other times of the week on my own because mm -hmm. i want to be like okay i'm not like oh i have to go to lift like this is part of my ritual it's just part of what i get done mm -hmm. so going into uh, gw i kind of took that summer before that whatever and um just kind of like worked and made it so the workouts here were were kind of easier for me and i think that's where i've really been able to grow is in the weight room so gotcha so yeah and you know you got to develop, you got, you know, part of developing, you know, as a, as an athlete is, you know, you got to work out, you got to do the uh, mental, you know, preparedness as well as, you know, doing the game. So it's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, aspects to being an athlete that not a lot of people really understand. And that's why I'm really, I'm very in, intrigued by this. Um, so you yeah, I mean, I have one more thing to, I would just say, in terms of like anybody like coming up, to like trying to play baseball at the next level or any sport for that matter, that'd probably be one of my like biggest regrets is not taking the weight room more seriously in the earlier years. Okay. Just because that is kind of the separator for you. Yep. In terms of, I mean, I got very lucky come being able to have a school like GW, like, like look at me and like <clears throat> offer me and then come here and be able to grow here. Yeah. But the recruiting process a lot of times is really tough. So if there's any way for you to like kind of like separate yourself from the next person down, it would be in the weight room. Gotcha. So you're, you're big now on being able to make sure that you are just in the weight room, make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to do because those little things can separate you from, you know, going yes. into the minors next, right. You know, that's your next step into your, you know, your baseball career. Right. Um, I mean, that's, Any, any little edge you can get on anybody is, is huge in this game. So, so you, you, you prepare physically now. What do you do as far as the, the mental aspect of, of baseball? Like, do you do any kind of like meditation, anything like that along the lines, just to make sure that you're prepared for that, you know, to the, the, the mental game of baseball? Um, I mean, no meditation, but in terms of being uh, prepared, Mm -hmm. A big thing for me is my routine. Yeah. So uh, going into starts, like there's an exact time when I start, when I put my jersey on, there's an exact time when I put my cleats on, there's an exact time when I go out to the um, mount, go out to the left field and start stretching. Then I don't pick up a ball until exactly 25 minutes before the game. I don't get on the mound until exactly 10 minutes before the game. So kind of doing that, is helps me mentally prepare that like regardless of who I'm pitching against mm -hmm. or regardless of where I'm pitching, mm -hmm. um, it's still the same exact game. I mean, it's that, it's like that. I'm sure you've seen the Hoosiers movie. Yeah. 
Um, it's like when they go to that big uh, court in Indianapolis, and he like measures the hoop and then he measures the free throw line. And he shows him it's the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. It just, that, that kind of helps me realize that regardless of if I'm in pitching in little league in Avon, Connecticut, or whether I'm pitching in university of South Carolina or George Washington or Greenville, Tennessee, mm-hmm. it's all, it's all the same game. And um, got to trust your skills because the work that I've done to get here is the hard part. Pitching in the actual game, that's that's when you have fun. Right. Um, let me ask you, okay, so you have a set time. What if, you know, and I'm sure this has happened before, right, where you have not been able to do it at the exact same time or not? Like, what if there's something that gets in the way of that preparation? How do you handle that, right, you know, before a game? How is it that you approach that at that point? Because, you know, you, you say you have a, a set time and schedule for doing everything. What, what happens after that? I mean, that's just like anything in like pitching regardless. Like, I mean, obviously like if I go out there and I'm, I obviously I want a one, two, three first inning, but then if an error happens or someone hits a double, like you kind of just got to adjust mm-hmm. on the fly. And um, honestly, I mean, it's not, I like to think that all my pregame rituals go perfectly. <laughs> yeah. They don't, like, they don't, they right. don't. It's not, it's just not, not realistic, but to prepare like it's going to be perfect is kind of like what I try and do. Like I prepare, I like to visualize a lot. Um, so I want it to go perfect, but with also having known in the back of my mind that it's not always going to go that way mm-hmm. and being prepared for that and saying, okay, like that happened, throw that away. Let's go on to the next one, on to the next pitch, on to the next whatever. Gotcha. Uh, you said something important, visualization. I, 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 it's the main thing for a lot of players is you're visualizing, you're sitting there, you're visualizing how the game is going to go, and then you go out and perform. That's interesting. I'm, You know, I think basketball, and I'm sorry, not basketball, baseball is the one sport that I see a lot of players doing a lot of that uh, compared to other sports, which is very interesting. Uh, so you're, you're, you're school now. So you said everything was set up for you as far as, you know, your, your, your routine, as far as working out and the schedule and all that. Same thing with diet. It's all, you know, the school helps you along, along those lines. Right. So um, the diet is not so much in control of the coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more kind of you kind of have that on your own. Okay. So um, especially at a school like GW, it can be tough um, because we don't have actually cafeterias at our school because mm-hmm. we're right in the middle of uh, the heart of DC. Yeah. So it's a little hard. Us, yeah. So they give us a card and we like that work at like different restaurants around the area, but obviously it adds up because you're in the city. Yeah, And so it's kind of very much on you and a lot of responsibility to like eat the right things, mm-hmm. to prepare the right way, to get enough rest. So that's something that I really grew, I feel like, during COVID, mm-hmm. during that when we all went home, because there was nothing. I mean, you were sitting at home. You could, if you wanted to, you could sit around and eat Oreos all day and like not, not get the right rest. And I think that's what a lot of people, a lot of people ended up doing. And I wanted to take that as a separation to go to the next level um, physically. So that's when I really got into um, eating healthy and uh, like drinking, getting the right amount of protein. And so that's kind of carried on when I came back to DC, Mm kind of like what I was talking about before with the pitching. It's like, no matter what place you're at, like if you've done it before, you're going to find a way. Yeah. Right. So. 
That's awesome. I love that. I love that because it's you're right. You're absolutely right. It's just no matter what, you got to have, like you say, you have a goal in mind. So you have to make sure that you do every little single thing in order for you to achieve that goal. Um, so how is it pitching? Like you said, you go to South Carolina and all that, but like, how is it pitching for you? Like in college compared to, to high school, how is, you know, like, do you get the same amount of adrenaline, adrenaline when you're playing or is it more, how is that for you? Very similar hitters are a lot better. So yeah, <laughs> hitters are a lot better. Um, I think it's more in high school is more of like, you're the dude, like you're the guy, like people are coming to watch you play and like you yep. kind of just rear back and like throw it. Like everyone's like, ooh and on ah at your breaking ball. And then you get to the next level in college and you realize everybody's got that. Like everyone's, everyone's got, everyone's got a high like velocity fastball. Everyone's got something with good break. And it's just about like being able to hit your spots and actually learn about pitching mm-hmm. and not just, not just throwing, not just overpowering a, pl- a, a hitter, but you actually right. got to make sure. That Especially now because everyone's, everyone's throwing hard and everyone's throwing like it's the point where 95 to a hitter doesn't look as what it once was. Correct. So um, just, I think college is from an aspect of on the mound it's way more, you have to be more of a pitcher and you have to be able to execute at the right um, times. And cause if you don't, they're going to, they'll, they'll hit you. You'll get, yep. You get away with a lot more in high school. Mm-hmm. You come to this level. If you trying to throw a ball in the inside corner, yeah, three hitter and you go inner half instead, it's not, <laughs> it's not looking good for you. You're, gonna be you're, you're about to have some issues. Watching the guy run the bases. <laughs> you all met all pissed off because you just gave up a home run to someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hard though. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's gone. <laughs> it falls over the fence. Like if whatever, give me that. Give me another ball. We got to get going. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Um, and uh, so do you do a lot of um, do you do a lot of uh, uh, studying uh, video uh, and things like that when it comes to preparation? You know, do you study yourself? Do you study the other team? How do you approach that? Yeah. So um, in the offseason, um, I actually use a lot of video just from um, a pitcher's perspective, just working on the mechanics, um, just making sure that all your body's moving the right way. And it's good to be able to compare like week to week or even pitch to pitch. Yep. Um, Just more for, I found it more helpful for like cues and like finding like, okay, like on this pitch, I was thinking about doing that and my body moved the right way. So that's what I, that's what I need to now think about. Um, And in terms of the hitters, there's a lot of, a lot of data on almost every pit and every hitter out there. Correct. We get an in-depth report before. Um, our games and you kind of just you kind of have to know like, okay like this hitter like he stays on spin really well so you can't leave anything spin up in the zone if we spin him it's got to be down or mm-hmm. if this this hitter extends his hands really well so but if we go in it has to be in it yeah because like, if, if not again because then, then, then we're breaking our neck again <laughs> yeah exactly so it's kind of a i mean it's a lot to think about but i mean if i'm being honest with you once once i get out of the mound 
if a catcher calls inside fastball, I'm just I'm I'm, I'm thinking it's me and him, and I want to throw inside fastball right there. So I think about it to an extent. Yeah, almost having the right miss, but once I get out to that mound, it's like it's it's kind of over. It's kind of just exactly. I was just going to ask you because you took the you know where I wanted to go with the next question is um, that relationship between you and the catcher at that point. You know uh, how how big of a of a of of an importance you put on that relationship between you and and your catcher. Oh yeah. I mean, the relationship's huge. Um, I would go even further say the relationship with the whole team, um, even as a pitcher, mm -hmm. just because, um, I mean, I've seen it when you're sitting on the mound and you know, like you execute pitch and the catcher's like, yeah. Or like kind of tell giving you good feedback yeah. and you look back and all your like position players are all like clapping for you, like getting pumped up. Like, you know, that they're, they're going to do everything they can to make a play for you. Gotcha. And you know the catchers like really wants you to execute this pitch. And then you get it out of the inning and everyone's like pumped up for you. Like that's that's a motivating factor because then all of a sudden you're not doing this in the mound. You're not trying to execute this pitch for me. Mm -hmm. I'm doing it for my teammates, mm -hmm. which is that when you're doing it for the guy to the left and right of you, that's that's when it becomes um, a lot more powerful. And that's when that's when it can kind of because when you when you do something for you, eventually it's gonna be it's going to, you're going to get old. It's going to get old. Yeah. But when you're doing something for someone that's left and right of you, that you've developed a relationship and be best friends and be yeah. involved in your wedding, like you want to do everything you can so that they can win. Not, mm -hmm. not you, not, not that you can have success, but more so that you can high five them at the end of the game and say, let's go big win. The, the both of you, right? Like all the whole team, you know, at that right. point, it's a celebration. It's a much better celebration as a team than on an individual aspect. That's just right. how that goes. Um, let, let me ask you also, now that, you know, technology is such a big part of the sport, right? Uh, catchers are wearing, you know, headsets, you know, pitchers got the, the thing. How is that? You know, I, I'm very intrigued by this. Like, you know, because now you're just getting the, your pitching by, you know, electronically instead of, you know, the catcher, you know, have you been able to adjust to that? Um, how do you, do you like it? Do you not like it? So, I mean, I've seen it done in many different ways. I've seen people, um, like we played at UVA last, yesterday, actually. Mm -hmm. like yep. UVA. And they had watches. So they had electronic watches. So on the right. mound, you can just tell them what pitch they were throwing. Which, I mean, I've never used. What we do, we have an earpiece. Mm -hmm. So a catcher hears the sign um, from the coach, and then the coach, then the, pit, the catcher puts it down for me. So that doesn't really affect me much because it's the same thing. Right, because at the same, at, at that point, you're just right. You know, the, the catcher is relaying the, the message. But I mean, I, I I do think about that because I mean, I've even I've seen like wristbands and like you think about something. I I don't know. I don't know. I, it's just it's different. It's way. You prefer different. to have the catcher do that than you having to look at the. Okay, now right. let me go. Make me feel like an old man. I'm like back in my day. We uh, back in my day, we didn't have this technology. <laughs> <laughs> feel like that. <laughs> That's interesting. That's interesting. I, you know, you're the first person I've asked this because it's so different, right? It's such a. It, I haven't seen it in in minor league baseball yet, I, and I'm sure you know what happens in college eventually gets trickled down to the minor leagues and then the majors and all that. That's usually how that goes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like, you know, it's your, like, you know, as you, as a pitcher, you have a preferability. Well, you rather you have it on the, on the wrist or you have the catcher just handle that part. Just let you and the catcher and the coach handle that. Just tell me what you want me to pitch and I'll, I'll take care of that part. 
Yeah, no, nah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's, maybe that's my first moment. That's my first, like, okay, like, back in my day, we didn't have it moment. <laughs> and, literally, and literally, I was just sitting there throwing, trying to throw strikes so I could go to snack check and eat my, eat my hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. Uh, all right, so let's talk about your Appalachian League. How did you get picked? You know, how that go for you? Yeah, so um, I was just at practice one day. I didn't know where I was playing summer ball. And uh, my coach came in um, to the field and he got grabbed me and Eddie, um, my catcher, and said, brought us in. He goes, yeah, he goes, you guys are going to Tennessee. He was playing the Appalachian League. I had no idea. I hadn't heard of it. No idea. He just said, you're doing it. I was like, all right, sweet. So me, right, cool. you go home, you look it up. And I was like, me and Eddie were, Eddie Micheletti were talking. And we're like, Dude, this is sick. <laughs> this is sick. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And we just, I just went in. It was such an open mindset. And all my um, uh, upperclassmen who, friends who I've like had in the past mm-hmm. have always get, told me best advice, Colin Brophy. I remember he was a senior when I was a freshman gave me. He said, um, Go into summer ball with like such an open mindset. It's like because it's it, it's literally it'll be the best three months of your life. It's like because you go in, you just meet so many new people that like will be your best friends for life. You don't have any. You're literally your whole life is baseball, and you just learn so much about yourself. And he just taught told me all these stories. So I went into it and I was like, this is gonna yeah, this is this is sweet. And it's true. I mean, I we still I'm still in touch with all my all my teammates from the Flyboys. Still will be. I'm planning to go visit them. Some people have already visited me here. That's so, awesome. Seriously, it's. I mean, it, it sounds sounds corny, but and it seriously was a family. That's cool. So you you were you were told right there. It's like you're you were just practicing, and all of a sudden they're like, yeah. So you guys are going there. Um, yeah. So just get ready for that. That's happening. Um, did, did the coach give you a, a set of like, you know, this is how many pitches you can only go and all that stuff. Did, like, did you get a, a set of rules that you had to follow, you know, while you were down there? Well, so I was, he, originally he wanted me to go, um, 35, I believe 35 innings would be like the cap. Okay. Um, ended up throwing 45. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, but uh, I remember after the last outing, I think I, I talked to him, and he's like, okay, you can go one more. And I ended up throwing seven innings that last outing. So. Oh, whoopsie. <laughs> but I remember it was funny because I got up to 45, and then that was on that uh, Saturday, and our championship game was on a Tuesday. Oh. So I was so bought in because I've never won a championship. I've lost the state finals twice in basketball in high school, three times in Little League. Never, never won a championship. <laughs> I was like, I, I called my coach up. I'm like, I'm like, hey, coach, uh, I was like, I know I wanted to throw 45 innings, but like, can I be live for the game on Tuesday? He's like, you're out of your tree. No way. Like, <laughs> Come on. Like, so I ended up coaching first base, though, in that win. <laughs> hey, hey, there you go. So they, now you might see another feature in also in baseball once you're yeah. done playing. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome uh so you had a great a great time with the Flyboys. great experience um you grew you, you know you grew as a player you developed a lot of friendships you know how was that schedule right because you go from college you know high school college and now this is a you know and this is a very much a very professional college you know schedule that you're going to the minor league schedule how was that uh it was i mean it was definitely a lot it was a um, 
it was more the especially coming off of a full season and going in there and not really having any sort of layover in between the season and going mm-hmm. to summer ball. Um, I mean, there's definitely times, um, because, I mean, there's times during any season, but during the summer, there's times where you're like, oh, what I would do for a day off, <laughs> what I would do to just like be able to sit in my bed. But um, and not I do mean, a damn thing. Right. And not do a damn thing. But I mean, as my dad says a lot, it's like half of life is just showing up. And You're so, absolutely so, right. And that's what we did. That's what we showed up every day, um, ready to go to the field, even on days that we didn't want to, we're exhausted. Like you showed up, you showed up to early work, you showed up, you got your lifts in. And um, obviously it's long in the moment and the season felt like it could have been shorter at times and you're sitting there like, Oh gosh, we're still here. Yeah. But then you look back at it and you're like, wow, like that was one of, if not the best summers of my life. And, so, and, and so, think about it. Like I said, it's like, you know, that's a, that's a minor league season now, you know, even low a now it's a full season, you know, compared to what they used to be. Right. There's no short season or anything is you're you, once you're in, you're in and off you go. Right. Um, so, so 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 where are you are you going back uh are you planning on doing something different um what is it that you're doing this time that instead of you know for for your summer so i haven't decided fully where i'm um playing yet um but i think it's gonna be uh i'm deciding i think it in the necbl mm-hmm. somewhere in new england um i mean i love love the app league um Actually, some of my teammates um, who are freshmen now are headed there. And I was just talking to him about it. I know the telling of it's you're, you're not one of the best summers of your life. But um, I haven't played at home or anywhere near home since I left for uh, college. Gotcha. So, I mean, I played in the Central Florida League when I was a freshman. And then last year I played in uh, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So, I think playing some and all there's some really, really good leagues in New England with the Cape League and the NECBL. Yeah. So um, either one of those, um, I think I think that's where I'll that's where I'll end up just so I can be close to my family. And um, yeah, yeah, I can't fault you for that, man. That's good. I mean, closer to family, you know, that your 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 big support there and then you'll get to spend the summer with them. And then because then you got to go right back to college after that, mm-hmm. you know, so. Um, that's awesome. I love it. I absolutely love it. All right. So, um, I think we've pretty much covered a whole lot of bunch of baseball, uh, you know, your history and all that. Um, are you ready for my famous, not so famous questions? Oh yeah, let's do it. All right. So I'm going to give you an easy one. You go to the ballpark as a fan. Okay. Um, what do you eat? Like, you know, what's your food of choice, drink of choice when you go to a ball game? Two hot dogs, no doubt. Relish, mustard, drink of choice. Mm. <laughs> I would say Diet Coke. Diet Coke on the rocks would be the, the appropriate answer. Because <laughs> it's not beer at all. It's not a right, yeah, no, 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 none of that right, stuff. Right, Absolutely right. not. Would yeah, never. Right, exactly. You're an athlete. Um, all right. So, how do, okay. So, let me ask you this, a question on a hot dog. Ketchup, does that belong on a hot dog? Yes or no? Not a big ketchup guy. I never, I've never been. My friend Paul uh, will be very happy with you from the um, 
he has his own podcast as well, uh, Baseball by Design. He is a very much against uh, ketchup. Um, that's a wrong answer, but it's okay. I'll forgive you. Why wow, you like uh, ketchup? What oh, you, what gotta you have ketchup on a hot dog. Are you kidding me? Yes, ketchup on a hot dog, ketchup on a burger, fries, everything. Absolutely, yes, and mustard. <laughs> um, all right, beach or mountains? Beach. Okay, good answer. I like that. I like that. Um, coffee or tea? Coffee, big coffee guy. Love yeah. coffee. Love Sorry, I used to um when I was younger, me, I would always drive around my mom and she would order coffees from Dunkin' Donuts. So she's like, You want anything? And I was like, I don't know what to get. So I like felt like I was missing out. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, okay. So eventually I just started asking for coffee and I hated the taste of it. But I would just drink it because I felt cool. Yeah. So I'd be sipping on it. And now like I love the taste. I literally drink it black, don't eat anything with it. But I remember I started <laughs> off. You just did it to be cool with the family because you thought you were missing yeah. out, and now you just can't stop. <laughs> I cannot. I re- I try so many times. Love the smell of it. I think it smells great. I make my uh, my wife coffee every morning, but I cannot take the taste. I just can't do it. Absolutely not. You like tea? I will do tea. Yes, tea you is all. Tea? I'm all about the tea. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Uh, breakfast or dinner? Oof. Dinner. I dinner. dinner. Okay. More options. You're right. You're right. You're right. I like this too, but like that would be good. <laughs> Early bird or night owl? Night owl. Night owl. Okay. Yeah. Pepsi or Coke? Coke. Diet Coke. <laughs> right. That's right. You're a diet person. The taste. I like the taste. I like the taste of it. Really? That's what it is. Yeah. Just because of the taste. <laughs> yeah, just because of the taste. I think it's probably just my. That's what I had in the house growing up. But my friends make fun of me. I like DC. I have a DC and DC. I'm in DC. So there you go. Uh, favorite ice cream flavor? Coffee. Coffee. I would say coffee. I, there's there's a specific flavor, coffee cookie crumble. So it's like a mixture of coffee and cookies and cream. Okay. Phenomenal. Oh, Phenomenal. All right. Yeah. I've not tried that, but I got to take a look and see how that goes. Um, well, you should try. You're not a coffee guy. So well, yeah. you know, you're right. I hate the taste, but you know, yeah, maybe, maybe tea, maybe tea cookie crumble. Would be there we go. Uh, there you yeah. go. I like that. Okay. So is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat an animal cracker? <laughs> it's funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> there's a full, there's a full, there's a full animals. I mean, there's, 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 uh, uh, first fruit that comes to mind pineapple great answer love pineapple pineapple and pizza yay or nay no interesting so you do you like pineapple i do like pineapple but, but I not on a pizza i wouldn't throw this uh and there's just too many other good options you're you're a good man good man i like that i like that uh chocolate or caramel Ooh. caramel Good job. Okay. Okay. Um, what color is your toothbrush? Green. Okay. Uh, favorite Halloween costume? Oh, I have some good ones. Um, okay. I'll go with my, my freshman year. Um, I was in college. I was trying to be like, I'm trying to be like Mr. Like Mr. Single guy. <laughs> dressed up, up as the bachelor. So I wore, wore a full suit and brought 12 roses and started just handing roses out. To <laughs> I, thought that was pretty, I thought that was a good one. That's good. I like that. That's good. Uh, that's, that's, you're a smart man. 
<laughs> You're a smart man. I like that. Uh, do aliens exist? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. There's got to be somewhere out there. Come on now. Hey, Galaxy is too big. Yeah, exactly. No shot. There's got to be there. <laughs> so if an anim- if animals could talk, which animal do you think would be the rudest animal? Chihuahua. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. They're always barking. I was like, dude, what are, what are they saying? Like, it's like a high pitched bark. It's like, ah! You're right. Dude, I have a chihuahua and it's so true. My yeah. chihuahua, she will bark at anything. It's family, friends are coming over and yet she will bark no matter what. I'm like, dude, you know these people. You can smell them. You know who they are. You're right. They got, they got like a good heart too, but they're just like saying some sort of like rude thing that's kind of like getting <laughs> on you, like just taking you're right, like you're right. securities and just hammering it. <laughs> you're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, let's see a couple more here, uh, and then I'll let you go. Uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? You're not gonna like this answer. I haven't seen either one of them. <laughs> really? Not a single episode or nothing of any. Nothing. Okay, so it, you if you were to do a Netflix and chill, what would you be watching? Oof. Or it doesn't have to be Netflix, just, you know, you're watching a, a, a movie or TV show. Oh, the uh, Friends, 100%. I what love, is... love the show Friends. We, uh, really? we always have it on here regardless. I think it's hilarious. That's a That's a great answer. Great answer. I love that. I love that. Uh, all right, let's see here. Um, say a word in Spanish. Playa, vamos a la playa. Okay, all right. Okay, <laughs> you even give me a full sentence. I love it. I love it. Last movie you watched? Hangover. Great movie. Absolutely. Yeah, they put it on Netflix. So. Okay. All right. Here we go. Last one. Are you ready? Yep. What was the most inappropriate place that you've ever farted? Oh, there's a lot of these ones. <laughs> yeah, I let it. I let it. Actually, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a quick little story of this. this happened, Go for it. Go for it. The other night, so I was sitting in the room, and we had uh, we had a group of girls over, and it was me and a couple of my buddies. And they like they know like. Every once in a while, like, yeah, like, I'll, I'll, you fart. I mean, it's natural, whatever. It just happens, yeah. But um, fart etiquette, you got to make sure you go into another room. Absolutely. So that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, we got some ladies over. We'll go in the other room. So I just kind of, like, leave a little bit, go in the other room, just let one loose. So I'm thinking, okay, good, good, Connor, nice. So then I kind of wait a little bit, and I walk back over. <laughs> and I look to my right, and all the girls are just going, what is that? <laughs> so I was trying to like crack it up, and my friend just goes, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> Did you just go ahead and do that? That's amazing. So funny. So the girls were just like, "What was that?" Yeah, like what was that? And they started cracking up too, but it was funny. It happened. It, it, it happens. It just yeah. part of it, you know. It's just a, like you said. It's just a natural thing that you know, human body. <laughs> all right hey man thank you so much for doing this this was a lot of fun good insight into what a pitcher is you know in the minors and then also in college uh where can people find you on social media um you can look me up uh connor harris 30 on instagram and um jeet harris 24 on twitter okay i will put all this information on our on the show notes so that way when uh when it does pop up and then you'll be uh they'll be able to follow you 
Yep. Again, thank you so much, my friend. Uh, pitching Saturday, one o'clock against All Boston. Right. So if anyone wants to tune in on ESPN Plus. Hey, I love me some ESPN Plus right about now. Bunch of college games all oh, over. Oh, yeah. The- oh, loved it. Absolutely. It's one of them. I love the app. I absolutely love the app. So good luck you to you, my a, friend. Uh, GW hats, your dad hat. Uh, right? Look yeah. at all that. I got to add one. I got to add one. You're right. I might eventually just start doing a whole wall, nothing but college uh you know uh hats from uh the 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 uh, players that i interview so I'm, i might just do that well send me your address i'll uh, I'll, I'll send you a gw hat sounds good yeah, we'll do my cool. friend all right bud take care all right thank you very much how we going hope you guys enjoyed that episode i know i did make sure you guys are following connor on social media i did put the link on the show notes so that way all you have to do is just click and I, there you go now, before I go, guys, if you guys want to help the podcast, it's very simple. Make sure you guys are subscribed and then also give it five stars. Five stars means I go up on the rankings, go up on the rankings, more people get to listen to it. All right, guys. Until then, keep on grinding and always support the minor leagues. See ya. This podcast is part of the Curved Brim Media Network. Here are some of the other members of Curved Brim Media. Hi, this is Ed Rivera of the Data Chronicles. Join me as I interview people just like you and players, coaches, GMs on the path that led you to become a fan of the sport. I'm Paul Caputo, and on the Baseball by Design podcast, I talk to minor league baseball teams, designers, and other super interesting people about what these minor league baseball logos mean. And I talk a little bit about ice cream helmets. What's up, Bucketheads? I'm Anna DiTomaso, and each week on the Baseball Bucket List podcast, I speak with a different fan about their favorite baseball memories, what the game means to them, and what's left to check off on their baseball bucket list. Hey guys, this is Patrick Larson from the Minor League Baseball Hat History Series. And in every episode, I go through the history of minor league teams through my personal collection of hats. You can find me on Twitter at at PatLarson1. I hope you guys enjoy. This is Patrick. And Corey. Of BaseballMapper.com. And we have made an interactive map to help highlight all baseball teams from the majors down to collegiate summer leagues. We want to bring you closer to baseball. So get on the site and find a team near you today. Learn more about Curve Brand Media at curvebrandmedia.com.